Hey guys, it is Felipe from the Latino Nerd Order podcast. Welcome to episode 7, where we will be talking about Moon Knight episode 1. It's finally here. I, I you know, I can't believe it. It's, you know, this was one of the when the slate reveal was first set that I was super excited about. I got to watch the episode about 3 times now, so I can't wait to get into the nitty-gritty of it. First of all, guys, I'd like to say thank you so much for hanging in there with us. I know we haven't been active since the Batman just a bunch of stuff happening lately, but we are back weekly, and I can't wait to have stuff for you guys. Um, we'll be doing a lot more wrestling stuff, and hopefully, I don't know if I'm going to review uh, Miss Marvel yet. That's just a personal thing. I might end up doing it as well. Uh, but yes, for now, you guys will be getting weekly Moon Knight episodes, and I'm so excited. I will be doing this one solo. It is a new first-time thing for me. I've done... Um, a few I, I did a, a an AEW episode alone and that was real interesting but I've never gotten to just talk about a show uh, by myself and just kind of rant about it so if you guys do get tired of it just please like comment and subscribe share and rate the podcast that helps me a long way uh, but yes thank you guys so much and but before that we're gonna get into some news um, so obviously Bunch of, we're all nerds here, right? So we know that uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show got pushed back two days, I believe. And it's, But the cool thing is now we're getting the first two episodes, which I'm pretty stoked about. Uh, I'm The trailer was one of the best trailers that I've ever seen. I'm pretty damn excited about this show. And I know a lot of people are. I'm working on getting a guest for this as well. And hopefully everything pans out and you guys won't have to hear me just right by myself. On to Marvel news, uh, Morbius is uh, kind of tanking on the Rotten Tomato score. I've had friends go see the movie. They said it wasn't as bad as it's been made out to be. I don't know if I want to experience that for myself. But it's at 17% on the tomato meter right now and 67% on the audience score. That's a little rough. Um, but it's Sony and it's a Sony Marvel thing. We know how Sony is. We're just not going to talk about Carnage and Venom. But those movies were, you know, they were movies. I'll just say that. Black Panther 2 has officially wrapped filming, which I'm pretty excited about. I leads me to believe that some of the stuff happening in Doctor Strange might affect this movie, given on the time that it's been wrapped around. Who knows? I'm pretty excited. I know, obviously, with the passing of T'Challa, there's been a Chadwick Boseman. There's been a lot of changes having to be made to this script, um, to the story, and I just, there's so many things in Wakanda that they can tackle, so I'm really interested to see where they go with it and what things they address, because there's so much things and so many, just so many little stuff that they can go into. If you guys are on Instagram, you guys saw, or Twitter, I'm sorry, you guys saw that James Gunn uh, shared a photo of Adam Warlock which was real distorted and you couldn't really tell. But, or if we, I guess, technically got our first look at um, Adam Warlock in the MCU. Not all the way through, but, you know, that's okay. Last but not least, our Ash, our dear Ash, Bruce Campbell, is teasing again his appearance in the Doctor Strange movie. It's Sam Raimi. It's Bruce Campbell. We know he's going to be in it. Uh, the parallels between Evil Dead and, you know, the Darkhold and some of the stories that, that have been taking place. We know where this can go. We're not dumb. We are expecting him to be in it. 
as many of you guys remember, he was supposed to be Mysterio in the Raimi universe for the uh, for the first Spider-Man, for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, but that obviously didn't pan out due to certain things. But, you know, I'm excited. It's almost here. And speaking of that, we will be doing a big panel show. It'll be me, Metalcore Nerds, Joel Cupcake Live, a Worship and Tribute Nerd, Hops Geek News. We're just what I call the Podcast Illuminati. I have assembled some of the best podcasts around, and I'm pretty damn excited about this one. Uh, it's going to be just a bunch of friends talking shit and, you know, just, you know, nerding out over a movie that is probably bigger than Infinity War and Endgame, I would say. I don't, not literally, but in the sense of the effects and the ramifications that it can have on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But enough talking. If you guys have not seen Moon Knight Episode 1, this is your time to get out of this podcast and go watch it and then come back to it. So I'm going to give you guys about like five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, you've been warned. It is Moon Knight Episode 1, spoiler talk. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this episode was the best first episode since the Loki series. And it's probably the best first episode overall for the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows on Disney+. Plus. I'm so excited about this show. The opening scene was, you know, a you later find out that his name is Arthur, Arthur Harrow, but... He's drinking water, appears to be water. Thus, it's some type of ritual where he puts, you know, and and this is a Latino podcast, so there's going to be a lot of Latino terms on this episode, okay? So I do apologize, but he puts the huaraches on the table, and you're like, oh, shit. I was like, man, taco los huaraches, like, let's go. Uh, He crushes up the little glass where he took the shot of water, and that evenly distributes the glass. And then he starts walking. He puts on the chanclas. Los huaraches se los pone. And he starts walking. And that's so interesting to see. Very unsettling uh, first episode. Like first opening scene, right? Like, and, and, and it sets the tone. Because throughout the promotion and throughout the interviews of the show. They kept saying, man, this show is going to be different. It's going to push that TV-14. It's it's It's... You know, you can't tell a Moon Knight story without being nitty and gritty and violent and bloody. And they they set the tone right away from the very beginning of the episode. They say, like, hey, man, like, we're not fucking around. Like, this is a different MCU, epi- like, like show and, like, setting. And that's so cool to me. I, I just think that's so cool. Uh, because, you know, obviously, it's Disney+. Plus. You do have a specific thing to cater to people. And, and, you know, certain audiences, but with the introduction of the Daredevil, the Punisher, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, uh, Iron Fist, and the Defenders into what is not technically the MCU, but they're included on the branding of it. I think it's very important to uh, acknowledge that these stories do get dark and that they can get dark. And, you know, they, they, they do, they, they are adult conversations and adult shows. And it was such a cool thing to experience. But, then you know, then you know we we get a look at Steve, right? We get a look at Steve, which is technically not the you know Steve is one of the personas of Mark Spector. Steve works at a museum. He uh, ironically works as an Egyptian uh, Egypt. Uh, the museum specializes in that. I know he works in the gift shop, but he has an obsession with ancient Egypt, 
which again ties back to uh, the Moon Knight character and Khonshu and all the gods and stuff like that. Honestly, we get zero Batman vibes on this first episode. I know like Batman and Moon Knight are kind of compared to be like sort of the same characters in their in their perspective universes, but you know they're they're two different characters at the same time. But man, this is just really cool. We meet an uncool Stephen Grant a very timid British Museum gift shop employee who thinks he has a sleep disorder. Uh, Stephen ties himself to his bed every night, seals the door so he can check that he's been wandering the streets of London during his slumber. He's, he's exhausted. He's uh, regularly gets into hot water for being late at work all the time and just having ideas above his pay grade, essentially, which kind of sucks because we all have jobs like that, right, where we know we can contribute a lot more and do a lot more things for this job or this company and it's just that the position that you're in they don't really care to hear it they don't really want to hear it and you feel that this this character i feel this persona is it's like for us to relate to like the everyday thing which is like really really cool because you you don't really get that with a lot of the mcu characters i know you can relate to them but like we're all not we're, we, we all don't have superpowers we all don't have special abilities right so when when they make the first episode of a series of such a complex character with so many personalities and so many different things that he can offer the most relatable persona they give us is Stephen grant a a guy who is anxious and nervous and doesn't sleep all the time and you know is is just living this clusterfuck of a life and and i feel like a lot of us are in that situation and i didn't mean for this to get such a deep episode but um, this is the cool thing about this material, right? It's like that you can explore those deep nuances and those deep connections to to how good of people often tend to forget that comics were meant to make a connection with us, right? An emotional connection. And I definitely felt that with this episode. You feel the anxiety coming through every time he 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 deals with an issue. You feel his pain when he misses his date, you feel all that stuff. And that's so refreshing and so cool in an MCU character because, you know, you don't you don't get that a lot. You can relate to them as far as love and pain and suffering and joy and losing loved ones and all that stuff. But as an everyday as an everyday person who deals with like anxiety and all that stuff, seeing them integrate integrate that, excuse me into this episode and into the series which is going to be uh, exploring those 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 real life issues i'm super excited about but then you know you see he has a shitty boss we all have shitty bosses here and there um of course it's not long before he finds out that he gets himself into a bunch of fucking trouble while he was sleeping he seemed to travel the way um to some imminent danger he appears to be on a mission with a golden scarab which was once in the possession of arthur harrow which is ethan hawk's character which i'll get to later in the podcast because man ethan hawk is so good at being creepy and so good at just looking just evil man and he is very much a really vampire-ish looking dude we know he's not a vampire we get it but man he just looks so good he's played a vampire before so it just looks really good and uh, we we find out that uh, Ethan Her- uh, Arthur Harrow is a cult leader who dishes out mortal mor- moral punishments on behalf of the Egyptian goddess Amit. 
uh, Amit, sorry, which is really important. Uh, I believe in the comics, he's not that great of a character. Uh, I believe he was included maybe in a couple of runs of Moon Knight, maybe one run in a couple of, of issues. But apparently, they apparently the god can uh, tell if your negative misdeeds outweigh your good deeds, which is very interesting. And that is a twist on the character that I really like. Yeah, they end up killing someone right away. Harrow is established as one of the bad guys that passes judgment on a couple of his followers. Using a, uh, he has like this cane, which you see in the opening shot. He like uses it to like squish the glass and like or break the glass. I'm sorry, squish. I apparently don't know English. Uh, this podcast is very raw, very real, very me. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Um, there's a there's, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff in this episode. Um, I don't think it's underwhelming at all. I thought the episode did a really good job of establishing uh, Ethan Hawke's character, establishing the personas of uh, Mark Spector, and just kind of setting the world. And honestly, this might be a hot take here, but it's so refreshing that there's not a million MCU tie-ins right away. I like that it's its own thing for now. Eventually, it will tie in into the greater MCU. Those who listen to the producers and think that this won't tie into the MCU, you're fucking dumb. It is gonna tie in. It's this is. I have a feeling that this character for this Marvel Studios will be such a huge plus on so many ends. Um, I mean, Oscar Isaac is a Latino, right? You got that. You have him playing him tackling real life issues again with with multiple personality disorder anxiety um just so many things that we all deal with as adults and and sometimes even teenagers and kids and you know i i I believe that moon knight will be a forebearer of the mcu come for many years uh there's so many things they can do with it you know but getting back to the episode you do see here that um he gets he 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 gets confused right because he keeps moving between what we believe is uh his his uh, the identity of Mark Spector uh, when he gets stuck in these really like gritty situations where he's needing a violent out and you, we don't see that transformation we just see the after effect which I really like because technically this episode is viewed through the eyes of Stephen Grant right so. If he was to switch to Mark Spector, we wouldn't see that. Which I, at first I was kind of upset about. I was like, man, like I would love to see him kick some fucking ass. But the more I thought about it is the way a lot of the reflections are shot, the way a lot of the episode is shot is very telling, which is, which is so cool. And as a, as, a, as a film club geek when I was in high school, it's just really cool to see because you don't get that a lot. You don't get those little nuances and those overall storytelling arcs right excuse me i'm drinking a monster while i'm doing this podcast and it's just giving me a little bit of burpee so my bad but with that being said you know you hear a voice well i i think it's conchu you know uh conchu is kind of telling them like hey man like you need to give the body up to mark like you you've had it too long you're a fucking idiot all this other stuff, but he does get the job done. He does get the scarab. He does get back to London, and and some of the violence in this in, in this series has been a little telling. Has been a uh, really interesting to see because you normally don't get that, right? You normally get the MCU blood, right? Like 
okay, so yeah, we got blood in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with the shield moment. Very, again, very, very telling episode of that series, right? But you just you just saw the blood. You didn't see blood. You didn't see like like bullets flying and hitting people. Like some of the violence in this episode is so wild to me. Like you see some motherfuckers get like final destination off the fucking bridge or the little mountain hill they're on, and it's so refreshing. Again, refreshing is a word that I'm gonna be using a lot during this episode. I am gonna get annoying. I do apologize. It is before noon on my end today, so again, I do apologize about that. Um, you know, you a lot of the fans, including myself, were real curious how they were gonna handle uh, the fighting style of Mark Spector, and we haven't really seen that yet because, again, when they switch personas, it's being we don't get to see that because we're watching this episode through the eyes of Stephen Grant or. We're on this journey with Stephen Grant, which I think is so important. But I personally cannot wait to see Mark Spector in his full glory. There's a little tease at the end, and we'll get there. But right now... So he gets back to London. He's back in his flat. And he starts kind of piecing things together of like, oh, someone left this here for me. He has a full-on like uh, epiphany, I guess. He sees that there's some stuff connecting to a hidden compartment in his house he opens up the compartment it is a fucking motorola razor if we're all a little older here <laughs> the motorola razor was probably a little bit before my time uh but not too crazy but it was um it was really interesting to see he uses that and you see the name uh layla on the phone, which I believe is going to be the MCU's version of Marlene. If you read the comics, you know Marlene is a huge part of that that character's uh, journey and arc and, and, and back when he was a mercenary. Apparently, you find out that Layla has been looking for Mark for a really long time before the villainous Arthur Harrow gives Stephen... Quite an, quite an exposition and a history on Amit. Um, if on how if she was around, we just would have avoided baby Hitler, Pol Pot, just like Thanos strangling Rhodey. Like man, that was a lot, right? That conversation was a lot, and just goes to show you like how much Arthur Harrow, Ethan Hawke's character, believes in what he's doing as a villain, and that's cool to see. Because almost every MCU villain has had some type of judgment that they go by, right? Thanos wanted to uh, wipe half of humanity because of the resources, right? So was he really a bad guy? Killmonger wanted to use uh, Wakanda's technology to not only help the world but kind of take over it. So yeah, that's kind of bad but also kind of not really. Like like you get what I'm saying? Um Anyways, we get so many cool moments. We get uh, the security guard from uh, from the museum listening to uh, a Jay-Z song, which I think is just really, really great. Really, really funny. Uh, great summertime song. Summer's almost here. I am so excited, but I'm kind of getting off track here. Then they kind of talk. Uh, he realizes that Arthur has a lot more of a bigger grasp on people than he thinks. There's people in the museum. There's uh, people in 
basically everywhere that are followers of 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 Arthur Harrow, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, when when it's just you, what well, I, I guess technically it's not just uh, Mark Spector, Moon Knight kind of tackling this issue, right? But you you do get that, and what I do like about every time the personality changes and we go from one character to the other. There is some time loss. And I will say that it feels refreshing for once not to have this directly tie into the MCU right away, but that it is based on the MCU timeline. There is time hops, and it's not like a particular date, right? Because once you take away the dates, you don't necessarily have to get into the nitty-gritty of like, well, shit, this Civil War event happened here, and like Ant-Man, this event from Ant-Man happened here. You can just tell the story, and it's a strong story right away without having to reference the MCU or having to reference dates. All we know is that as of right now, this this episode started Friday and it's now Sunday night. And, you know, he missed his date with the, with the girl at the steakhouse. Um, and you feel for him. You see he's tired, he's angry, he's fed up, he's sad. He doesn't really know what's going on. But go back to the museum scene, right? He starts realizing that you know, Ethan Hawke wants wants whatever he has, and it's a scarab. And by that, like, you start seeing that um, Arthur Harrow has quite a grasp on a lot of things happening and a lot of stuff, which is just kind of insane and, like, really cool to see. Um, a lot of the security guards are in on it. A lot of the people at the museum are in on it. They let him go till it gets to the nighttime. Uh the goldfish problem is honestly a really good introduction into Moon Knight. But that being said, uh, let's go back into the episode. I'm kind of jumping all around here, guys, so my apologies. But thank you guys so much for listening. And start seeing the reflections of what is happening, right? Like, you see Marcus talking to him to the reflections. You see the reflections. You see the multiple personality disorders or the multiple personalities that he carries with him kind of start, kind of start coming through on these episodes and it's so sick because it's refreshing to see and i keep using that word refreshing and i'm gonna just be so annoying about it but man this monster's getting mean to me guys my bad he starts freaking out we see the anubis come to life come after uh stephen grant and then we finally get the introduction of mark specter he says hey man trust me let me take over this body for you. I need you to trust me. And he's like, we're going to die. We're going to die. And he's like, no, we're not. And that goes to show you that at the root of all this, Mark Spector is the character. And it's cool. Mark Spector, uh, for those who don't know, uh, the guys of Full Fiction did an episode on, on Moon Knight. Basically, he is a mercenary who got stuck and dealt with a shitty situation in the pyramids of Egypt. I'm sure we'll tackle that later. But I feel like this is this is what's going to I feel like this is I'm losing my train of thought. I feel like this is going to be like what they did in the comics, right? We 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 start to find out that uh Mark Spector gets stronger and stronger throughout throughout his journey and and sooner or later realizes that he doesn't need to be the fist of Khonshu. Which I think if we get that in this series, it's going to unravel. We're going to slowly learn. I, I feel like by the end of this, we'll, we'll know who Mark Spector is as a person. 
because we still don't really know much about Mark Spector, right? We we had a whole episode on Stephen Grant with maybe about five minutes of uh, Mark Spector thrown in there, aka Moon Knight. But let me just rant for a little bit, man. I'm I'm, I'm a little upset here. Marvel, you're you're killing me with these uh, fucking ten minute credits. Like this episode felt so short every time. I've I've seen it about four times now. Uh, to do notes and kind of study and you know the first two times I watched it I watched it with uh, uh, just just to watch it just to enjoy it um, and then the, the last two times I watched it to take some notes on it but man like they need to just make the episode longer and the credits shorter because that was killing me that that episode went by so fast and again just to reiterate I believe this is the best pilot episode of an mcu series that we've gotten since loki it 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 set the tone and told the story and it's just so refreshing um yeah you get mark specter being like hey man trust me we're not gonna let you die and slowly but surely we get the grand reveal of moon knight in his glory beating the shit out of the anubis and that's the end of the episode it's such a short episode it's unbelievable it it's infuriating how short it is but i can't be mad we're getting all the episodes are going to be about a five minute difference a little longer a little less um i believe the first four episodes have been made available to some people aka sean of metalcore nerds congrats my guy on that huge 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 dub so happy for him. He was one of my first very, very, very first uh, guys that I got to do a podcast with. And he's been a huge inspiration. So uh, congrats on him for his two-year two two year anniversary, I believe. If you can, go listen to Metalcore Nerds. Go support him. Such a great guy. Uh, he also does freelance work. So uh, please, if you need anything, podcast graphics, tour ad mats, all that good stuff. Shameless plug for my friends. Always hyping up my friends. The caffeine's kicking in, y'all. My bad. Let's get back to it. But yeah, uh, final conclusions of this episode. Overall, I thought it was really great, really short. Uh, first up, first best episode of a Marvel series yet. I'm pretty excited to see what, what the rest is going to feature. But I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to dive into all the other personalities of not only Moon Knight but of Mark Spector, it's been such a thrill to see this show come. And I'm sure a lot of the changes in the show were made because of the pandemic. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of shit got affected by it. Completely understandable, right? Overall, guys, this is going to overall thoughts. Love the show. Can't wait to see it. I'm pretty upset we're only getting six fucking episodes. But you know what? Life moves on. We get We get a lot of good Marvel stuff this year. And I really cannot be upset by it by any means. Like, <sighs> yeah, I just I'm so excited about this. Like, I can't believe I'm talking about it. Uh, Moon Knight was one of the very very first in depth comics that I read, and a huge love for Mark Spector. Can't wait to see what the series goes. Alrighty, guys. Well, I believe we have reached the end of the episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I know this was a short one. It is just me. 
uh, I'm keeping, I'm hoping to keep these under, under 45 minutes for the next few, um, because we're going to get some more episodes here in, in the future with some guests and we're going to talk about some, some interesting stuff and it's probably going to go on for hours, but, uh, very short episode today, guys. I thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me. Uh, again, this podcast is available on Spotify, Google, anywhere where, where podcasts are made available. You can follow us on Instagram at Latino Nord Order Podcast. The link is in the bio for all of our episodes there. Tell your mom, tell your tios, tell your tias, las abuelas, lo que sea. Let them know about this podcast. Please, 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 if you can, download, comment, and subscribe and review the podcast. Those little things can help such a small podcast like myself go a really long way. And again, I thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me. This has been the Latino Note Order Podcast. Take it easy, guys. Mm-hmm.